HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to Let's Eat In. I'm your host, Kathy Airway, and this is Heritage Radio Network at Roberta's Pizza today. Um, it's a beautiful spring day in June, and today I'm talking with some really amazing folks doing good stuff in this community. Um, first up, we have Owen Taylor from Just Food. He's the City Farms Coordinator. Is that correct? Is uh, that? Program Manager. City Same Farms idea. Program Manager. <laughs> He does a lot of stuff. They wear a lot of hats at this uh, nice nonprofit organization. Um, but most recently, um, Owen has been working on a campaign at Just Food called the City Chicken Project, which is what we'll be talking about today. If, if you could just fill us in about what that's what that is. What sure. are we doing? Eating chicken? No. <laughs> well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> well, first of all, thanks for having me. Sure. Um, thanks for having us. And. Um, yeah, at Just Food, one of the many different things that we do is work with urban farmers and community gardeners uh, and school gardeners. And um, one way we do that is through the City Chicken Project, which we've been um, running for the last four years. This will be the fifth. Um, and we work with uh, people growing food in the city and in their communities uh, to address food justice issues, so to create access to healthy, um, sustainably grown food. Uh, where previously there was not a lot of that available. Um, so and producing lo- it in the city. Yeah growing, yeah, growing food in the city. And in this case, particularly raising hens uh, for eggs in New York City. So not as right much on. for me. And there are some people out there doing that, but we're supporting groups that are doing it for eggs, um, whether they're selling at their farmer's markets or giving it to the members of the garden who help raise the chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, or eating it. <laughs> Eating it themselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm very um, honored to have Reverend Devaney Jackson. Devaney, sorry, Jackson. Um, she is the co-founder of Brooklyn, Res- uh, Brooklyn Rescue Mission and Bedsty Farms. Thanks so much, Reverend. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. So um, tell us a little bit about, um, I, I guess, either one. So I know that you're involved greatly with both and uh, Brooklyn Rescue Mission and the uh, Brooklyn Bedside Farm is one of the farms that will potentially have a new flock of chickens should this campaign succeed. Yes. Um, well, Brooklyn Rescue Mission um, actually deals with a lot of different aspects of food, but one of the most that's 
um, dearest to our heart is the farm because mm-hmm. the, I like to refer to that as rule free, rule free food <laughs> power to the people. We grow it ourselves, and you know the only boss is our sun and our rain, and um, it's just an amazing work um, in our food justice work, um, especially around emergency food. Yeah. That's um, an interesting concept, though, rule-free food. Rule-free so, food. So no big, uh, you know, people in charge here. It's like a free food um, sort of mission. It's so it's empowering. Sort of, it is yeah. so empowering. And rule-free eggs is going to be soon added to our, I don't want to say menu, because you were talking mm-hmm. about eating. <laughs> But to our list of um, provisions. <laughs> and what are you planning on on doing with the eggs? Um, is it going to be created for meals for um, people in need in the community? Is it going to go to the members of of the volunteers at the garden? A little of both. I think it'll be a little of all. Mm-hmm. But I th- also, I mean, we're not experts at this yet, <laughs> so we we have to anticipate how many eggs that we we'll be able to get on a regular basis and I hear that they can be quite numerous so we're looking yeah. forward to this healthy productive coop <laughs> that um, we're going to get through this project I also know that we have volunteers that are readily awaiting and neighbors mm-hmm. and also um, people from our emergency food program that's really great because um, a lot of times uh, you run into folks who are like, oh, chickens in the city, aren't they noisy? Aren't they uh, smelly? Isn't that going to wreak havoc on my community? Um, I, I know the answer to that as after raising hands. No, they're not. <laughs> they're actually quite pleasant. But that's terrific that, that people are really getting behind it just on a, even before it happened. I think a lot of people have had encounters with chickens in their <laughs> past lives before they came to New York City. Yeah, and a lot of them grew up around chickens, and it's sort of a little piece of home in uh, Bed Stuy. I see. Um, so, a little bit just to let you guys know about how this program will work. Um, Just Food has a Kickstarter campaign called the City Chicken Project, which you can look at by searching in Kickstarter. I'm sure for this keyword. And um, it's really all by donations um, from people like you. So. It, I believe the campaign is about halfway there in raising the funds for raw materials, for buying the chickens, for building these coops at these three wonderful, community-worthy, um, deserving farms, hardworking people like uh, the bed Farm. And what are the other two, Owen? Um, well, first of all, th- that's right. You just look on www.kickstarter.com and search City Chicken Project, and it should come up even before you finish writing it out. Um, and... Uh, we're looking to raise $9,926, um, and we are just over halfway there, which is really exciting. Um, and it's all from uh, donors like yourselves, um, listeners, people in our community who see the importance of uh, people taking back control of their food system, um, j- just like that Reverend Jackson said. Um, rule-free, I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. People not having to you know, take three buses to find fresh eggs. People not having to pay half of their paycheck to get fresh eggs, um, but actually being able to go out in their backyard, go into their community garden, and and get them themselves. And they know exactly what went into those chickens because they fed them. Um, They know how they were cared for because they cared for them. Um, And so 
that's that's kind of the importance of this project is beyond just the eggs, which is awesome. I mean, the eggs themselves are more delicious than anything you'll have from a supermarket. Um, but beyond that, um, it's kind of it's really empowering to raise your own food. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, you you have that you take that power right. for yourselves, um, and so it's it, it's it's a pretty powerful thing to do. And then it's also educational. Um, yeah. So you see, I, I think I, I mentioned to Re- the Reverend Jacksons that when kids walk by the fence and they see the chickens in there, they're going to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a very exciting part of their neighborhood, um, yeah. part of the urban landscape um, to see chickens. It, it is something that a lot of the older generations grew up with. Um, and so it'll be exciting for them as well to see. Uh, but for kids, it's not a big part of our urban life. Right. Um, even though we've been raising chickens as humans for thousands and thousands of years, we're in this little blip in human history where we're separated from our how our food is grown. Um, mm-hmm. So we're trying to clo- you know, end that trend. Sometimes people say, is keeping chickens a trend? And um, maybe, but it's not, fas- it's not a fashion. It's not like... Uh, something that's going to go away. Not raising Food chickens is, is not a trend. Go away. <laughs> not raising chickens is a trend that we're trying to end. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's you asked funny. a totally different question. No, I don't no, that's, what that's really cool. <laughs> it's funny because um, I didn't grow up in an area. I grew up in New Jersey, and I was not around chickens, egg-laying chickens at all. But um, now that I have this little garden with three chickens, um, I, recently. Um, a, two-year-old came by and saw the chickens and saw an egg up there and I was told by his dad that afterwards he really likes eggs and he's all excited oh I want to eat eggs now um, and that was uh, that was just something that got him excited about this food that ordinarily you, you don't really think of in any three dimensions you just see food so that was cool it's to see. It's actually a way of changing people's lives it's like an intervention mm-hmm. and I've had a lot of experience with little children in our garden, and I believe that is the number one way to get them to eat vegetables, uh-huh. is to get them to grow it. Mm-hmm. And I actually, we have in our garden now, on our farm, a beautiful fig tree, and a lot of kids don't know figs. And, uh-huh. and, and when they taste them, they're like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> so there's this whole educational experience that, you know, um, you get them to taste fresh vegetables, and you know the ones that don't like it will eat it, and I'm I'm looking for the same response to the fresh eggs. I think that the quality and the taste will be so much improved, yeah, and impactful in their lives that you know it will it will it will empower them to make healthier food choices. Yeah, I and agree. Healthier lifestyle choices because if you can if you can impart this into a child at a young age. You know, they will go back to their parent and ask for these things. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have them at the farmer's market. They, you know, because of the school system teaching more about nutrition and healthy foods, they they walk past the farmer's market and they're crying for fruits and vegetables and their parents have to stop. Mm-hmm. So we are hoping that we'll get some little kids to sing for our chickens. <laughs> and just on a, like, a, a practical note, I've found raising chickens for eggs a very efficient thing to raise um, because I, I hardly ever eat meat these days because I, I just feel like this is a really great nugget of protein. It's filling. It could be used in so many different ways. I have like, you know, omelets all the time and it's so much cheaper than buying all this, you know, meat that ordinarily I would get, you know, it would be pretty expensive to get all the time. 
I think it's a great protein. Um, it's very effective. And it, yeah, why do we only eat eggs for breakfast, you know? <laughs> Let's eat them right. in all sorts of ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have any um, favorite recipes in mind with these? Or? Um, well, every now and then I'm lucky to be given some eggs from the projects that we work with. Um, and I don't really like to make recipes with them because they're, it's kind of a, a wonderful treat to have this extremely fresh, um, egg. Yeah. So I kind of like to taste it in all its like full eggness. Right, yeah. So I like right. fry it up or I'll hard boil okay. it just because it's, I'm sure if I actually regularly took eggs from my backyard, I actually don't keep my own backyard chickens. I help at a community garden nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would start to develop new recipes. Right. But well, as I of now, I- it's like, I don't want to, you know, taint the, <laughs> the, wonderfulness. <laughs> the wonderfulness of that fresh egg. I For, guess I, I meant, like, what you, what's so. the best thing to do with them? Or, you know, mm-hmm. what's your favorite? Frittata's not bad. Easy. Yeah, I would do frittatas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like egg salad. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I like that, especially for summer. Yeah. yeah <laughs> or potato salad with some them in there. I remember that other question you asked me. Oh, okay. What's that? (laughs) You asked me about the other projects um, that we're hoping to fund this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, it'd definitely be great to hear more about Brooklyn Rescue Mission, too, um, before we end this program. But a a brief glimpse of um, the other two projects. Um, One is in East Harlem. It's called Pleasant Village Community Garden. It's been around for 35 years. Um, And there are are members there who want to keep chickens who have been there for that full time. Um, as well as members who've just so joined in the last few years. they waited a long time years. for these chickens. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, and, and many folks already have experience keeping chickens, whether that was in Puerto Rico or here in New York City. Um, and uh, other people are just getting excited about local food. And, and um, it's a really exciting garden because it's huge. They just got more land from um, the city. And uh, it was they're they're a terrific a terrific group, um, That's and they're great. planning to work with the school across the street, the elementary school, um, which is always a great I relationship. I think the misconception a lot of people have is that community gardens are so small. You know, the city is such small spaces. How are you going to possibly fit chickens in there? But mm-hmm. this is talking about East Harlem, and we have. A big, sizable. How, big how big is it? I, you know, I'm I'm bad yeah, at that. <laughs> but it sounds like it. There's ample room for. Yeah, it's a very large lot. It may even be a double lot or a triple lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it connects in the back with another lot from a different street that they just gained, added on. So it's wow. a funny shape now. Um, but a lot. So it's a ripe lot of for space. a chicken coop. Mm-hmm. And how did you choose these farms? The community farms. Is it well, we have an application, application process, okay. and we it's kind of intense. <laughs> many, many pages, and we ask people, you know, why they're doing this. We really are looking for com- people with a strong group of committed individuals. It takes a lot of work to raise chickens more than to yeah. raise vegetables. Um, and people who are doing this for the for reasons that align with our mission, which is to feed their community, to provide an education, um, and to address food justice issues. Um, So then we go around with the chicken committee, which is made up of myself and then partner organizations and folks who've been uh, benefited from this program in the past who are keeping chickens now through our project. And we kind of meet people, ask them about their site, make sure that they have good relationships with their neighbors. Mm -hmm. They have to sign, have all their neighbors sign a sheet that they they know about the project, et cetera. So it's a, it's an intense process. process. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like you made some great choices. Um, and Reverend Jackson, had you thought of doing um, a chicken coop before that this uh, a project uh, came about? No. Yeah. I, 
I think my chicken experience has totally come from hearing about Owen's chicken project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how long has this project? It's been around quite a while now. Yeah, I think Five we years. first met probably 2007 through through the Just Food training of trainers. Yes. And yes. I had been the chicken intern at yes. Just Food until... <laughs> You know, from 2005 to 2007, when I got hired at Just Food, so we'd been. I was chick. I was very much my identity was very much wrapped up in chickens at that point. <laughs> um, so and you were producing a, yeah. a work, a document. That's right. Yes. I was just finishing a. Um, I guess I had just finished uh, the City Chicken Guide, which oh, is a I how-to. Oh, I have that. Yeah. Oh, you, you <laughs> have that. Great. <laughs> so yeah, we started. We launched the project that year, 2007, with Heifer International, who funded us for the first several years. And the reason we're doing the grassroots funding now um, is because they've backed out of funding uh-huh. projects in this part of the country. Um, well, so no matter, we'll make it happen, yeah, we'll right? Make it happen. Check out Kickstarter. Uh, we're going to cut for, to a quick uh, musical interlude, which I'm sure everyone can appreciate, the funky chicken dance, <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> back on Let's Eat In. I'm your host, Kathy Ray, and I'm talking with Owen Wilson. Uh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Taylor from Just Food. Not quite. <laughs> it's Reverend Stephanie Jackson of Brooklyn Rescue Mission and the bed Farms. Um, we were just talking a little bit off air about um, some of the things that Brooklyn Rescue Mission does, and I understand it was started as a, a way, it was sort of like a meals for the needy um, rescue mission and it is really evolved now there's a farm and and you're just saying that you sometimes hold a cooking uh what, what was we it? have a lot like, of um people who have been newly exposed mostly younger people because the seniors are all experts but mm-hmm. newly exposed to cooking fresh vegetables we come from a generation of people who eat a lot of processed pre-cooked food I'm definitely one of them. I was raised on TV dinners and pot mm-hmm. pies and instant poppets and boil it in a bag and everything, <laughs> everything fast. Mm-hmm. And, um, as, and, of course, fast food. So, you know, this whole movement to go back to 
food as having it as least processed as possible Mm -hmm. has been a real journey for us Um, I think that it has also been a journey for a lot of people in our community because they have come up through the same um, food culture that we have and I believe that along with the the process of getting people to change how they eat you have to give them examples and demonstrations and it has to taste good it has to be culturally appropriate and um, one of the things that we did was we hosted a series of cooking classes we get an amazing amount of produce from our local produce link farmer which is a special program for emergency foods where you get like triple a CSA share awesome and it's less variety but more volume because it's distributed to the community free of charge and uh, we had a lot of new vegetables like kohlrabi and uh, white turnips things that Mm -hmm. people were unfamiliar with purple potatoes yeah so we had to find a way to introduce these foods to people because it's one thing to give them the food it will just sit in the back of the refrigerator if they don't (laughs) know how to process it and it has to taste good so it just cannot be just a nutritionist generated meal so we came out and we really worked hard at trying to find some recipes that people would eat. I and even myself get stumped by kohlrabi <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> it's a tough one. Was there anything memorable that you can remember? I, I remember we had a Just Fruit um, community chef, I believe she was, and she took the, some braising. We never knew what to do with that braising because everything that looks like lettuce to us is lettuce. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but these are like those baby cooking greens. Okay. And... So she would, we would give them out week after week, and you know people would take them. When we we were suspect that they were eating them. So one day she came out and she cooked them and she stir fried them with some turkey sausage. Ooh. Those people were begging for more, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just because it just a little shift, you know, just a little shift. Um, when another day another trainer came out and she, I said we get all this fresh salad greens. You know, maybe you could teach us how to make some fresh salad dressings. And this was one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. And she got one of those, you know, those like those cheap um, plastic Tupperwares and uh, just mix some quick ingredients and then shake them up. It was just so easy because, you know, you think, oh, I need a special bottle. I need Uh all these special ingredients. And she took like ketchup and mustard and oil and vinegar and salt (laughs) and pepper. And we had like five different kinds of salad dressing. Oh, that's awesome. And we had like hundreds of people out at the mission eating salad that day wow that's a good way to stretch your salad is like uh, have all these different dressings so you can taste more and more and more (laughs) and they were all fresh and freshly made and Mm -hmm. I think like I said from a generation that salad dressing was born in the bottle bottle. (laughs) I guess country people you know they've heard of making salad dressing but otherwise (laughs) you know it's totally store bought it made such a huge difference just like we were saying about the eggs just fresh eggs it makes such a huge difference to have something that is closer to the land and is rule free we control the power of how it tastes we control those long words that are in a bottle that we can't pronounce that we don't know what they are and why they're in there and we don't you know it's probably what makes the food taste bad anyway yeah so you know we take all that stuff out and we put you know, oil and vinegar and some some stir fry, some almonds or something, and put it on your salad, mm. and you know you have an amazing meal that's that's healthy, right? And really, the these like ho- home raised, I guess you could call them eggs, 
are such a different category, different caliber of quality from the store, most store-bought eggs. And uh, I, I don't know about the eggs that you've seen. I'm sure that they're great. Um, but just like the yolks, the texture is totally different. It's very deep red, um, which is more nutritious as well. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the I mean, I, I prefer backyard eggs even to buying the, you know, free-range organic eggs from the store because they're many days fresher. Um, and you and and the, the hens that I help raise, they go out every day and they dig around for worms and grubs. Mm. Um, they eat the people food <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, you know, like berries and grapes and greens and, you know, scraps really from the kitchen. They really will eat anything, I yeah. found. <laughs> and then they get a great, you know, balanced commercial organic feed. And so they're getting a terrific diet and that's going directly into the egg, which is going directly into my body uh-huh. so why would i put anything of less quality yeah so so it, i mean the taste is is terrific and, and and then i also know that the nutrition is terrific that's a good point um and and they really don't eat too much it's not like you're gonna cost an arm and a leg to uh <laughs> mm-hmm. to feed them and i heard of this interesting part um of the just food city chicken project is that there's going to be a benefit where um spent grain from breweries will be given to eggs right or? if you go on kickstarter and donate 15 dollars or more you get basically an admission ticket to the celebration party on july 6th at brooklyn brewery okay um called kegs and cluckers <laughs> um, which uh, will be celebrating the hopefully the success of the raising the, this funds okay. um, and connecting home brewers who have all of this spent grain um, from the process uh, with chicken keepers whose chickens can eat the spent grain, which which is a great feed supplement uh, for the chickens. So hopefully bringing those two communities together, having a good time, all and right. hopefully celebrating the success of our project. I can't wait. I think I'd be in both categories then because <laughs> I feed the Terrific. chickens uh, spent grain from Six Point. Um, I'll have to bring plenty of that to the party. And what happens if it doesn't make the <laughs> Kickstarter? Are you going to still have the party? <laughs> I think Is we'll still have question? the party. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, I have a lot of hope um, yeah. that it will be funded because this is something a lot of people are, are um, have been supporting, and I think more will. So if you're listening now, log in. Support it. Please, bring log more in. chickens. Log in. And, um, uh, Reverend, did you, um, do you know where your chickens are going to come from or have, a, have an eye on Owen knows Getting all those that? secrets okay, about that. <laughs> well, well, luckily, this is a really exciting relationship this year. In the past, we've bought um, chickens from farmers that we work with that bring into the community-run farmers markets um, in the city, um, in the City Farms Network. Um, but now, Queens County Farm Museum um, has offered has chickens to, to spare to give uh, oh. chickens to our projects um, hey. this year that have been raised in school classrooms. Wait, the chickens were raised in the school classrooms? From eggs. Oh, oh, from chicks? From eggs, oh, right. Oh, cute. So. Educated chickens. Yeah. Wow. So from it's kind one of, city it's more of a closed route to another. loop. Yeah. I mean, it's so close to bring them in from farmers in the region, but these will be yeah. younger and these will be raised by New York City school children, which is just so wow. cute. Wow. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's incredible. How many chickens are you going to get, Everyone. What did we ask for? About ten. Ten. That's a I good amount remember. of I eggs. I remember. I keep trying to push up the number. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The more the more money we raise on Kickstarter, the more eggs the and more chickens. The more chickens, the merrier. And I just know there's going to be such a demand for you're, it's gonna chicken change, sightings. You know? Yeah. It's going to change the whole menu, I believe, at the Brooklyn Rescue Mission. 
<laughs> you better get ready. You bring in an egg chef. <laughs> you know, it, it was through one of our um, um, cooking classes where I actually tasted a frittata for the first time, and we were talking about what we like to eat. And those are really amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. having this like baked egg, mm. dig, omelette, fluffy, delicious. Mm-hmm. Dish. <laughs> and you know what? Eggs are really good for making salad dressing, too. With, oh, I take mm-hmm. the yolk and, and mix it up and make a little Caesar dressing with that. Wow. They just added an extra layer of richness, I find. My, much to do with uh, eggs. I'm sure you'll find many reasons uses for them. It looks like there's just uh, about a minute left. So do check out justfood.org. And what's your um, Brooklyn Rescue Mission's? BrooklynRescueMission.org. .org. And definitely the Kickstarter campaign. When does your farmer's market start? And where is it? Oh. It starts, I believe, July 9th. It's the first Saturday after um, 4th of July. Mm-hmm. All right. So definitely check out the bed Farms for that. And our website will tell you all the details about all the things we're doing in Brooklyn that are exciting. and Terrific. Know, it's, it's wonderful. Check us all out. Terrific. Well, thank you so much for coming on there, and best of luck to this project. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Find all of our archive programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network. A man can crawl when he knows she's telling lies and he hears them passing by. He's not a man at all. This is Behind the Scenes Food News with Katie Kiefer. The new Whole Foods Market in Fairfield, Connecticut, uh, is going to be generating their own clean power on site with a Pure Cell, that's a registered trademark, System Model 400 from UTC Power. I'm going to quote now from Tristam Coffin, the Green Mission Specialist for Whole Foods Markets, Northeast Region. In connection to our company's green mission, we are very proud to be reducing our carbon footprint while producing clean energy in our new Fairfield, Connecticut location. UTC Power has been a great local partner in implementing our fuel cell to help us reduce our environmental impact in the Fairfield community. By generating most of its power on site with the fuel cell, the Whole Foods Market in Fairfield will prevent the release of more than 847 metric tons of carbon dioxide annually, the equivalent of planting more than 85 acres of trees. The reductions in nitrogen oxide emissions compared to a conventional power plant are equal to the environmental benefit of removing more than 100 cars from the road. In addition to the reductions in greenhouse gas emissions, the Pure Cell system will allow Whole Foods Market to save nearly 3.5 million gallons of water annually. Unlike central generation and other fuel cell technologies, the pure cell system is designed to operate in water balance so there is no consumption or discharge of water during its operation. That's an awesome story. Kudos to Whole Foods. Don't you love that? This has been Behind the Scenes Food News with Katie Kiefer.